Welcome to another episode of The Millennial Project, a lifestyle podcast where we discuss fitness, beauty, career, and more. And now the host of the show, here's Danielle. I have my drink. I don't know if it's too early for you to start drinking. No, but... no, this is my second one. So. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, that's the spirit. <laughs> That's amazing. I have my second one ready to go. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we're good. I uh, there were so many issues with the snow this week. I was just like, I need a drink. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm glad you are warm though. Y- yeah, you know what? I know. I shouldn't complain because there's so many people that literally have no heat, no water, pipes bursting. Like, <laughs> no, it's okay. You don't have to be like. But no, I just I'm happy that you're safe. The sad part is it's just a normal Massachusetts day. Like, they just right. don't have any infrastructure to support snow, an inch of snow. Yeah. And people get really scary on the roads. It's just, it's a huge mess. And I'm very lucky that we're very responsible adults and we went grocery shopping on Sunday before it all went down. So, like, we have plenty of food and can cook it. So, right. but everybody else is like, I don't know. I could go on and on. Actually, what? who am I kidding? I have, like, nothing in my fridge. <laughs> but I have toilet paper always. But, like, literally I have water and coffee. That's it. That can get you pretty far. I'm, like, a, mm-hmm. I, that's pretty much my weekday input <laughs> when I'm working. Yeah, but... I have alcohol. And, like, honestly, that's it. I have cheese, water, and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just talking about this recently. Like, people use... Like the internet, social media, marketing, even their dermatologist. And it's never, in my opinion, which is so biased, it's never as accurate as an esthetician who's actually like seeing the skin, working on the skin every day, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I hate my dermatologist. <clears throat> like I went to a dermatologist for spirolactone. Most of my clients come in and they, they say that they're on some type of medication. And honestly, I do believe there's a time and a place for it. But if you can, if that's more of like last resort and last option and, you know, worst case scenario, you have chemicals and medications and things that will hopefully solve problems. But if you can get there before that without using anything, then, I mean, that's amazing. It's more sustainable for your own self. Like you shouldn't be on a medication forever. That's never the goal. And it's just healthier and just easier. It's more accessible, you know, like things like that. So I always say like, just put your trust in me, please ditch all your products for two weeks. See where you can get with, without that. If, if it's more of like a deeper cystic acne, I'm not a doctor, so I have to recommend them to mm-hmm. a derm. But for the most part, that's a really rare client and that's a really serious issue. So like most yeah. likely I can fix it. My main problem is like when influencers who have nothing to do with skincare get sent a skincare to try out and sponsor and then they just all of a sudden know everything about skincare. It's like you don't you don't yeah you're getting paid by them to say these things and like you don't actually know I would feel bad endorsing something that I know nothing about and like yeah even like I mean I see I follow estheticians and I'm like what are you even talking about maybe they feel that way about me because I'm like so taboo in the industry like to not use a cleanser and to go against everything that we've already like all all been taught but they even sometimes I'm like 
oh my goodness, like this is such bad information. The Jack's theory, the best way to describe it, which I unfortunately haven't thought of a more glamorous way to describe how I came about this, but this is this is how the Jack's theory came about. When we were little, like we had a fishbowl and when you have the fish in it, you take the fish out and to clean the water, you basically take a cup of the old dirty water and put it aside and you let the new water sit out and then you put them all in together, which so like in return, it doesn't shock the fish because if you had clean, clean water, the fish would like not live in a great environment. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. And I didn't even Whenever know I tell this story, now. people are like, your mom did that? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That's just how we like cleaned the fish tank. But this applies to skincare because <laughs> essentially when you're stripping the skin with a cleanser, you're creating too much of a clean environment. And the skin then overproduces oil. It creates more fine lines. It's dehydrated. So with this theory that you're essentially recycling the oils that your body body naturally produces on its own, then you can um, regulate your body's production of oil naturally rather than with all of these aided things like cleansers and stuff like that. I think that makes sense. I think a lot of people are kind of jumping on that train with hair right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I've trained my hair to go. I mean, it's been seven. Today was seven days. That's a little long for me. (laughs) Um, But like, that's really good. I mean, that's like to go a week with like a blow dry is like insane, but it takes a while. But it's the same thing with skin. So I always say it takes about two weeks to get used to any product. And then in eight weeks or so, you'll actually start to see results results from that product. So say it was a lightning product, you're not going to see results in two weeks, it's going to take eight weeks or more. Lightning products will actually take the most time because the skin has to lighten over time and over months and months of that happening and consistent use of the product. But when you're using a product that just to regulate oil production, it will take like seven to 10 days. So if you were to ditch your products, like all of your Neutrogena or whatever you're using, or even just a cleanser, and put them aside and only use an, a toner and an oil, for example, you would be, you know, regulating it back to what the body is used to. You're basically just let it do its thing, mm-hmm. which I think is really important. Like I just kind of, that's how I see a lot of things about the body is just to kind of just let it do its thing. You know, if you're having a craving, eat the craving, you know, if you mm-hmm. don't want to do something, don't do it. You know, your body is like basically telling you when you're stripping the skin, that and mm-hmm. it needs this oil and that it's going to overproduce and what that does is it causes acne it causes aging and all of these things so yeah. that's the whole jacks theory but does this so does this theory work with any skin type like i have oily skin which i'm kind of lucky because i've heard that if you have oily skin you're less prone to wrinkles or something but yeah but does it's this work true. for everybody yeah, so the theory is um, it does work on everybody. It is. So essentially what it does is it brings everyone back to that normal point, and that's why I called the balance oil the balance oil because it does just that. It balances everything out. So if you are on the opposite side of the scale that you're dry, it's going to bring you back to that normal state and add you know, the hydration, lock in the moisture and all of that, and then if you're oily, it's going to balance out the oil production so it's going to basically give you the oil that you don't have if you're dry if you're normal skin it's going to keep you right there in that normal spot 
And then if you're oily, it's going to regulate it back to that neutral ground. I wonder what you have to do in a past life to have normal skin. (laughs) (laughs) You would be surprised. A lot of people do, but it's usually everyone tells me their skin type and it's wrong. I'm like, wrong. I'm sorry. And it's usually for the better because we're like our own worst critics. And a lot of it is combo. So you might have normal areas. How do but you really know, like how do you know what skin type someone has? How does how can you tell on your own? This is like way back. Like this is like the traditional way to tell. But basically after you clean the skin, what oil is left? So are you completely dry? Do you still have oil production? You can tell by their pore size. So if you have larger pores, it most like most likely you're gonna have an oilier skin type. Um, and there's different types of oil. There's free flowing oil. That's healthy, good oil. Like oil's supposed to happen. That's the oil we want. And then there's clogging oil, which you don't want. And that's what's going to be a cause of acne. You can also just tell by age, like your oil production goes down later on in life. And then you can tell just by like the tone and of their skin. So we have like quickly it is to bounce back and stuff. Oh, Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I've read somewhere. I can't remember where I read it. I read that if you do a sheet mask to, to see what parts of the sheet mask after you've done the allotted time are wet versus dry. And, oh, that, interesting. That will, and that will tell you what parts of your face are oily and what parts are really dry. Yeah, no, that, I, that makes sense. I mean, it's going to suck in more hydration. The only thing that's like devil's advocate to that would be like, if you didn't exfoliate, none of that's going to really penetrate as accurately. Yeah. Maybe if you exfoliate first, it would be like pretty accurate. All right. Well, we'll go into the actual like step-by-step methods after I'm going to, I'm going to go back. So uh, you have your own skincare company. Obviously you didn't start that way. Where did you start? Did you always want to be an esthetician? Did you grow up in the industry? How did you know you wanted to do this? I knew freshman year of high school that I didn't want to go to college. I knew, I always knew I wasn't going to take the traditional route. I wanted to become a fashion designer (laughs) and um, so many already are. I mean, like I wanted to do so much in the fashion industry. That was my whole life, you know, whole upbringing. Like my mom, um, she went to design school and she's also an esthetician and my sister's in Cosmo um, hair. So my dad's an engineer. So that's kind of like, we're all very creative people. And luckily in that environment growing up, like things were always getting made, whether it was curtains or, you know, pants and my dad's building things like, and then my sister started a business. She's uh, three years older than me. She started a business. um, She opened a hair salon and she was really young when she did that. She's 21. And that just showed me that, okay, she didn't go to college. I don't either. I know my parents are going to support it. I'm lucky enough for them to support it. I know a lot of parents push to go to college. Um, And my parents were like, we will do it anything that you like support and do not please don't go to college if you don't want to because you're going to be wasting your own time and our money (laughs) and (laughs) your own money to do this so please think hard and long about this and I was like I definitely know I don't want to go do more schooling like now I'm like you know a junior having to really think about this and I visited some colleges and I was like oh my god I just cannot picture myself here and I just 
looked at beauty schools to kind of honestly buy time. I knew I was in, I was very interested in the beauty industry, but more in like the business side of it, or even it wasn't really that I was like in love with becoming an esthetician. That was actually like awful for me because I hated, I hated that. I hated like being the facialist. I always wanted to be the one to get the facial. <laughs> like, you know, I would always be sitting there and be like, why am I doing this? Like, I hate this. And, but I loved skincare and I loved working with people, but I loved more of the business aspect of it. So I worked for a couple of years in the industry. Um, I worked on Newbury Street. You know, I got some experience. I was taking clients at my sister's salon. And I'm like 18, mind you, doing this. So I had no idea what I was doing and how to work with people. Like that really comes with experience. Um, And I then kind of just one day was like, you know what? I I want something more. I don't want to be taking clients anymore. I want to start a business and I know it should be around skin because it's what I'm good at. It's what I want. And I think I could like really kill it with the branding. I knew my strong suits and I really knew my weaknesses as in not being good at business, not knowing the first thing about business, but I just kind of figured it out like step by step. Yeah. I think here we are. (laughs) for, For those of you who don't know, Jax is an extremely chic person her style and her interior, just everything about her just is like Pinterest, but like elevated. Oh, thank you. Like Pinterest is hokey <laughs> compared to Jax. Like she's insanely chic. So I understand now oh. where you got it from. She also has amazing so hair. So shout out to her. Yeah, that's all Alex. Thank God. <laughs> amazing hair. And that's, that's honestly such a great inspiring story. I know that a lot of people are probably in the same boat as you as like, do I want to even go to college if I know that I can just work and start making money and start gaining experience? And yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you in college. I was working at bars in Boston. And the second you start to learn how to, how to work with people, the better your business is going to be because you yourself have been a consumer and you, and you now know like exactly what consumers want and even like the worst ones ever, like all the Karens out there, you've met them and you know how to make them happy. So that's definitely an an amazing skill. So you decide that you want to go into skincare, you start working on the company. What was like your first step? Was it like, I need a manufacturer? Was it, I need branding? Like, how did you start testing and like, who did you get in contact with? Yeah. So I wanted, I I knew, well, first, is the huge question is like the financial aspect of it at the time I was living at home I probably had no joke two hundred dollars in my bank account (laughs) I had I still do probably but it's much more under control I have a severe spending problem and but at the time you know you're 18 19 20 and you're like okay I'm living at home like let's just travel and let's buy stupid clothes and all of these things but I wanted definitely to do it all on my own. And also no one had any trust in me at that point that even like that I was even going to follow through. So I used all of my own money. And I remember that why I say 200, I probably had more in my bank account, hopefully, but honestly not that much more, but I remember spending $200 on Amazon to buy oils. And I bought a set of oils that I did a bunch of research on. So basically I just mixing oils is like cooking. So essentially you 
have an ingredient and it does something for the skin. So if you take rosehip seed oil, for example, that equivalent, it's equivalent to vitamin A, it's a derivative of vitamin A, which is also an equivalent to retin-A, that's where retin-A comes from, so a retinol, and it's a natural form of retin-A. So everything in plants match up to what they would do on the skin. So I knew this and I basically took all of this information, did research and put together this little formula that I thought would work for a normal skin type. And to kind of aid this theory of not using a cleanser, and this is why the Jack Siri doesn't work with any other brand is because the balance oil was specifically created around the recycling of the oils. So I basically bought off Amazon these really like cheap oils and I mixed them together, put them in a clear jar and started giving it to my clients. And I gave it to one girl in specific had absolutely cystic acne. And I said, I know you've tried everything. I know you're frustrated. Please try this. And I just want to see what happens. And she was like all for it. She was like, sure, no problem. And I get to see my clients every two weeks because I do their lashes. So it was like the perfect opportunity to see how this was going to evolve. And she came back in two weeks and was like, this worked amazing. I love it. Like, where can I buy it? So I started selling it for like $10 and it had no label. This was like probably so legal. I don't even know. Like it's not FDA approved. Like the whole, that's a whole nother story with the beauty industry of like that. You can do this. This is legal that you can go out and just sell a concoction. And that's why it's so dangerous because, Mm -hmm. you know, these mom and pop things are getting made in their homes. They're not in labs, you know, um, the sanitation of it all is just, you know, wild. Uh, luckily, you're not ingesting it. So I understand it's not that unsafe. But it is crazy to think that it's like a wild west that somebody can just mix this up in their kitchen and then sell it. But long story short, it started working. And I knew the product worked, I started testing it all on all different skin types. And then I was like, holy shit, I think I just hit like skincare gold because this was like this oil to me is like the best oil on the market I'm biased but I think it's so unique because of the antiseptic properties in it so there's these two ingredients in it that's rosemary and blue yarrow that just that is what makes it different that's why you can't use any oil with the jack series because it actually is astringent so it pulls and keeps it clean and it's antibacterial I love so yeah. that. Is I have the, the balance, balance oil. oil. I love the balance yeah. oil. I love it. So that was the start, the balance oil. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and everything that- And a toner. And a toner. Okay. Which is like, for me, especially with oily skin, the toner is, I love it. It's a yeah. it's definitely primo. But because so I have the balance oil, the toner, the peel pads, the exfoliator, the mask. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have a few. <laughs> And that's like not even half, but I, you know what I love to do? I love to do the balance oil and then use the, the jade roller or the gua sha Mm. tool on it. It's so, it like glides so perfectly. And then you do the lymphatic drainage with it. It's like, yes, the best thing ever. And it takes like two seconds, but it's so luxurious. That's what I love about it. It's, it's very like, it does the work, but it's luxurious, but also very chic and like looks expensive but it's not not expensive but it's like feels 
like you said, like unlike any other product you've ever used. And it definitely, I have um, hormonal acne typically on my jawline and I basically don't have any, I mean, except, except for when I'm like PMSing, then I'll flare up regardless of what I'm using. But, um, but it definitely like evens out my skin tone, definitely regulates the oil. I mean, I will definitely be like super oily when I go to bed and I put it on, but then when I wake mm-hmm. up, everything is like normal again. Yeah. Is that yeah. Normal? That's awesome. That's normal. I like to embalm a little bit more at night anyways, because you don't have to see anybody. Um, and at night your skin's at rest. So it really takes in all of the products a lot better than they would during the day. But yeah, during the day I do a little bit of a thinner layer of balance oil, but your skin drinks it up right away, like in 10 minutes anyways. True. Okay, so you were talking about how vitamin A was was derived from that rosehip seed oil. So what are like the best vitamins for your skin? I know that there's a lot of info going around right now with like biotin and collagen and people just, you know, kind of jumping on those trains. Is that is that just a hoax or is that real? For sure. I mean, the thing is, I I get nervous. This is just me and my body. Whenever I put something into my body, I I can usually tell like an immediate difference of something that's going on. For example, I took um, a biotin and I started breaking out in acne that I had never seen before, different than, you know, my typical hormonal acne that, um, you know, I'd worked so hard with creating the balance wheel and using it properly. And then I was like, this is different. And so I was like, what have I changed? And it was taking biotin. And I was like, oh, like I have to stop this immediately it was like cystic so I get really scared adding anything into my into my I take like literally zero medications like I'm lucky enough that I don't have to but I just get really nervous about putting anything um in my body so I don't really take any supplements but like collagen vitamin c yeah I feel like collagen right now they're just plastering that on everything because everyone thinks that that's like the magic thing that's going to make them look Mm -hmm. young forever. And they're like, oh, it has biotin in it. It must, you know, make my skin look amazing and make my hair grow. Like, I think that there's a lot of like misconceptions with that and they just plaster it all over the labels because it's like the new sugar-free, you know what I mean? Or the new fat-free. People just are like, oh, that must be a good thing and like not actually go into it. Like how much collagen do you actually need to consume to actually see like benefits of that? You know what I mean? You probably Yeah, that's that's what I always say about um, water consumption. So whenever even if I get a facial, they're like, you don't drink enough water. And I'm like, I know I don't, but just, I know I don't from my body, not from my skin. Like the skin's the largest organ that needs water the least, it's going to go to all my other organs. Like you're going to have to drown yourself in water to get it to your skin. So, I mean, you'd have to be super hydrated yeah. for it to, Tom, for Tom it to go Brady to that hy- organ last. Tom Brady hydrated. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like, no, nobody has, nobody has time for that. I, I definitely don't have time for that. <laughs> so, um, the buzzwords are huge things. So I talk about this a lot with Jax because we're like anti-marketing. We have really like a no bullshit, you know, marketing thing. Um, and some of our marketing is a little bit more edgy. It's really to the point. It's super minimalist and it really is just supposed to be no frills. So for example, I always say with skincare that you need to find out what 
you want from a product or from your regimen in general. So instead of going to the product and using it to hope that it works or, you know, hope that you get the results because you're going like we've been trained to like shop for our products backwards. Meaning like if you're looking for a lightning product, look up like the best lightning products rather than just throwing in a vitamin C product, for example, because if you want lightning, a lot of people think vitamin C, that's what it does. It turns over the cells to create a brighter, lighter skin type, lighter meaning um, sunspots and freckles and things, hyperpigmentation on the skin. But a faster, more, you know, efficient way to do that is to just use like acids and exfoliator, peel pads, things like that. Um, serums for me are where you get your hydration. So that's where we put in like hyaluronic acid and, and things like that. Um, so I think people, when they're shopping for products, like completely just get caught up in marketing. If they see hyaluronic acid, they're like, absolutely. That's why our, our products are always evolving constantly because I'm constantly keeping up with what is best with the no bullshit approach. So for example, we used to have hyaluronic acid in our cream rather than our serum. And I learned because the skincare game is ever evolving. It's constantly every day, like there's new sciences, new technologies coming out with skincare. So I had to move the hyaluronic acid into a serum because you're going to get more of it like an injection from that it's going to be more direct into the skin um, rather than on a cream where it sits higher up. So that, for example, is like technically like that's like a skincare hopes. <laughs> like, you know, you're getting hyaluronic acid and it's not the best way. So at the time it was, but then, you know, you found out how to get it potent into a serum. Right. So um, people always ask me, why do you change your products so much? I'm like, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Because if you didn't change your products, then it would be, would be like, yeah, yeah. losing steam. I, I heard that like, well, this was from like a Korean skincare and they do like 12 steps, but it was like from a molecular level, you want to layer your skincare from like the light, from the smallest molecular to the heaviest um, in order. So like the serum, like the cream would obviously go on top of the serum. So obviously it just is protecting whatever you put in that serum on your face. So mm-hmm. naturally you would want to put all the good stuff in there. I would assume. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I always say it's different for every brand because my oil could be lighter or heavier than someone else's oil. So you can't just generalize it and say oil versus someone's cream. Someone's cream could be lighter than my serum, right. you know, a serum could be heavier. It's all just BS in marketing. Mm-hmm. Right. What's a cream? What's a serum? What's an oil? All right. Um, so walk us through your steps then. What do you normally do? Uh, I know that there's a, a lot of products and if you guys haven't looked into Jack's products yet, she's Jack skin here on Instagram. Jackskin.com. Got it. Yeah. Internet. <laughs> <laughs> the lovely internet. <laughs> The internet that Jax is not <laughs> up on. <laughs> She's like the least. It took me like three hours to get these earpods, like oh, earpods. Oh my god, <laughs> AirPods up and running and on the Zoom call. So I'm like very. Yeah, Very she's, low tech. She's a boomer. She's a boomer. Yeah. I think I see a side part coming in a little bit. <laughs> Are you drinking a Negroni too? It's like mm-hmm. old man stuff. Uh, oh my God. I know. And has one square ice cube. I'm literally like, yes. 
This is ancient times. This is like the first drink ever created in a saloon. Loki, this is my friend's company. It's called Tigroni. And I, he puts these three nips together of vermouth, gin, and Campari. And it makes the perfect Negroni. Wow. Yeah, That's it's really actually cool. pretty. It's, oh. it's incredible. It tastes amazing. Wow. Even for the, the least tech savvy person. Right? <laughs> this is how we do it in the olden days. We just <laughs> tape three nips together <laughs> to get the perfect Negroni. But it, it's, it's, it tastes perfect. Oh, well, that's, that's amazing. I yeah. just learned how to play chess. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> we were in quarantine. We, we both got COVID, my boyfriend and I. And he, he's like, do you want to learn how to play chess? And I was like, sure don't. <laughs> next thing you know I'm like another game (laughs) I'm like no we're not leaving here until I win (laughs) it feels like it's been three years since honestly like normal probably learned so much yeah you just don't even want to think about you know what I learned I learned how to be okay with not having plans every weekend like that used to Mm. be something that I would stress out about so much I would be like I something's wrong with me. Like I have to have plans at least on a Sunday afternoon. Like I have to be doing something just because I'm constantly need to be moving and doing something and like to just be okay with being bored and just being like, it's okay to be bored. You have so much time in life to be busy. Like just stop. Like you don't have to be busy all the time. Yeah. I never realized how busy I was until I never thought I was that busy. And now I'm like, you know, it's so like life is just so much slower. It's actually really nice to be honest. Yeah. Despite I, everything. Yeah. And all the stresses it's, it's brought, but it has been a really nice slowdown. Yeah. And it's, and it's temporary. That's what I always tell myself. So I know that you donated a lot for, um, from your hand sanitizers in terms of 2020, what would be, I mean, something that you from a business perspective, learned and like, where do you see 2021 going? Where do you see Jack's going? Any new products? Mm, good question. You know, I really upped my customer service game this year because I really, pre-COVID, I just, I took everything for granted. I mean, personally and business-wise, I always just thought, you know, business was going to run and nothing could ever stop this train. And then it stopped. <laughs> and you know, you had to go back to basics. And I did a ton of sales because I needed them. We were hurting as a business. And also I knew people were hurting and I knew that like skincare makes people happy. Like self-care was a trend. Like, and you know, I definitely was more interactive with people and I tried to be more authentic. I think I know you said on a business level, but my life and business is so intertwined that like, I think this year just becoming more like of my authentic self, you know, not showing this kind of fake side of me that's very, you know, glam, traveling, all this stuff, like, you know, thing. And I'm actually like the opposite. (laughs) Like, you know, I stay in at night, you know, like I'm a very quiet, independent, like person. And you know, when people meet me, they're like, you're nothing like what you portray yourself to be. And so I was like, wow, I think I need to become more authentic. You know, why am I putting up this wall to clients and to, you know, people? So I kind of just have been working on that. It's a constant thing. Like, I just want to be more authentic and know that like, I'm struggling too. that like, you know, Instagram doesn't show everything. 
and um, you don't only know like half the story, but the business side of it has been really, really, I never post about, you know, how hard it's been or how the toll that it's taken on me or anything, you know, being self-employed in a pandemic, you know, not getting, you know, a lot of help from the government and things like that. It's, it's been really hard. And luckily I don't have a brick and mortar like other people do, or like my sister did, for example, it hasn't even been half as hard as other businesses. And I can't even imagine. Yeah. So just being more like authentic, I think you'll see a lot of more of that this year and a lot more communication with my clients which goes back to the customer service. I love talking to them. Like whenever I feel like lonely or disconnected, like I'll just post a question on Jackson, like people will respond or, you know, on my personal account, I mean, where to even eat. Like last weekend I was in New York, like where, like where to eat in Brooklyn. I I was like such a lost puppy. I had no idea where I was. (laughs) I mean, you should see me in New York. Like I'm such a Boston girl. I'm like, like, this is another city. Like I, I just don't know how to navigate it. And then people were like, gave me like 20 responses in like minutes. And I was like, this is so amazing. Like social media is rocks (laughs) I know social yeah social media is definitely amazing and I think that I think that the more authentic that you are the easier it is for people to support you the easier it is for people to connect with you and they'll be more apt to to help and even just starting this venture like the amount of random people that I haven't spoken to in years that have just reached out to be like hey I listened to your first episode I loved it let me know what I can do to help like all of that stuff is just so nice because you put a piece of yourself out there that is more than just social media highlights. Like, Hey, I went to this restaurant. Hey, you know, this cool thing happened to me. Like all these exciting things. The second that you start to like show that authentic self, I think the more people are going to see that vulnerability and connect with you. And that's going to instantly want to have people help you. In my opinion. Yeah. And like, uh, it's so funny because like, I get this all the time they're like oh like I mean pre-COVID they're like oh you reached away like you know they 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 follow on Instagram and stuff and like and they're like oh it looked so beautiful like did you have a good time and like I'm like oh actually like I got broken up with on this trip (laughs) or like I got severe food poisoning like (laughs) like you just like don't even know the half of it that like I wish I could tell but like nobody wants to hear about that but like you know I mean it's just like Oh, I wish you really knew. And like my clients and stuff who see me every two weeks, they know pretty much everything and they know the real side of things, but it is never what it looks like. Yeah. Your esthetician is definitely like your therapist. You just <laughs> yeah. tell them everything. Like I'm, I swear I would like go to a waxing appointment and the woman would just like ask me about my, like everything about my personal life. And I would just open book like I probably wouldn't even yeah. tell my closest friend half the shit that I tell the woman that's yeah. like waxing me oh, yeah I'm a book of secrets like yeah I hold the world's woman's greatest lies and truth and secrets and all of these things <laughs> but yeah that is something that I want to work on this year new products um no we're really tightening it up just trying to move like what I have it's really tough to bring on a new product anyways. It takes a lot of time and a lot of money. And we just like don't have that this year. I think it's another year of healing business wise. And hopefully whenever this, you know, whole thing is kind of back to normal, I would love to bring in like a body line of body lotions, oils, bath oils, scrubs. 
I think I think yeah. it would be really cool to have like even men's like beard products or mm-hmm. or even like you know what I'd love like an eyebrow like a like an eyebrow eyelash serum like yeah serum. a lot of people like, ask for that yeah. the thing is is like I keep everything gender neutral so I don't make just a men's product so that so for the example beard oil is the balance oil mm-hmm. it works like amazing um in the follicle to keep it clean because of the antibacterial and it keeps inflammation down so I, that's their beard oil um so everything like unfortunately i've tried to keep the rule of keeping it gender neutral so i'll never come out with just like a lash serum it would have to be like i don't know when men start using <laughs> lash serums or like you know when they start caring about like hair growth on their eyebrows or something but it's kind of like i don't know i kind of keep it very gender neutral but yeah sometimes i use a balance oil on my eyebrows oh like when for I sure got, when i got a brow lamination they were extremely damaged and dry mm. so i started like using a spoolie and like putting a drop on yeah my, that's on a my great eyebrows. idea yeah i love that idea it was it was ridiculously damaged because obviously like you're putting perm solution on your eyebrows but and you can use it in like the bathtub i've done that mm-hmm. I do use it in the bathtub as a bath oil. I sometimes use it on my body if it's like a special occasion. How you think? Like if I'm like going out or something and like a little like slinky dress, I'll put it on my legs. Oh yeah. Like yeah, yeah, or shoulder caps or something. Yeah, like just a highlight. Mm-hmm. It's like really special or something. Yeah, because it's so luxurious. Like you don't want to like use it on. Right. Yeah, I think my body. favorite, I think it's one of my favorites. I think the peel pads might be my favorite product, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They just do the most. Like, they just, I see. Yeah. And the mask is really great, too, the charcoal mask. But I think, I honestly think the peel pads, like, I don't know what it is about them, but they, they for my skin type anyway, it's exactly what it needs to, like, be normal. And I yeah, the, they, they have the most instant gratification. That's probably the most instant gratification product. So that makes sense why. Yeah. But yeah. I learned, I learned from your Instagram. Also, everyone, she puts a ton of info on her Instagram, like walking you through everything. But I learned that you're supposed to do it at night. And I used to do them in the, in the morning. Yeah, very important. So the acids make the skin much more vulnerable. Um, because they're sloughing away the top layer and they are creating just more vulnerability to um, UV rays. So you have to be very careful. I believe it should say, I I think it does because it is there, there are acids. It says it on the bottle that like to use it with an SPF. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you heard it here. Yeah, so definitely, definitely read those labels. Yeah, <laughs> but also, yeah, it's like it's definitely like an FDA thing. Like I have that on there. Um, so that and use them at night is better. Okay, so walk us because through, you like, won't see sun. Okay, so I never see sun. <laughs> what is sun? <laughs> so walk us through normal morning time and then we'll go into normal nighttime yeah so they're actually the same so it's really simple the whole line is supposed to be like uh, so easy I say so easy men can do it. <laughs> so like they can just you know use steal their girlfriend's things but essentially you're doing morning and night the same thing and exchanging out the day and night cream so Always start with toner if you're waking up and you feel very heavy or you're coming from the gym or whatever it is. 
you can do toner in a cotton pad. That's actually going to physically remove the dirt and oil off the skin. So toner, then you go to serum, and then you put the balance oil on, and then you're going to choose either the day or the night cream. Now, because I live in New England, I like to put the night cream over the day cream because it is like this emollient kind of thicker, richer texture that will protect against the elements of the cold. So if you were going skiing or something, that would be a good idea as well. It literally has like a Vaseline texture. It's like an ointment. So it physically protects against the elements, which is huge. The skin needs to be like embalmed when it has, you know, radical temperatures like we're having now. So that's your typical routine, morning and night, right? Now you have the treatments. So the treatments are exfoliation and then fun things like eye gel and things like that. So you'll just tap that in. So the treatments I use once a week, each one, one time. And you can start simply with the exfoliator one day. Then you can do the mask the next day. And then you can do the peel pads the day after that. And, or you can build up your skin to the tolerance of an exfoliator and use them all in one day. Like I could do the Jack's facial, but you can't just like buy the Jack's facial kit and use it all the first day. Even as it's it's so exciting that you've got all these new products, but your skin's going to be like, what the frig is going on? It's going to freak out. It's going to be inflamed. It's going to probably break out. So you kind of have to build up to this. So I always say like use the toner and balance oil for two weeks to all your other products, start adding in, and then start adding in day cream, night cream, things like that. Then once or twice a week, once you've built your skin up, you can do the treatments. I also do like personalized skincare consultations. So if you're wildly confused and overwhelmed right now about all of that, like we can just talk on the phone about also how to like integrate your favorite Neutrogena body wash that you've been using on your skin for 10 years. We can integrate that in. Like I am not all jacks all the time. I personally am, but I understand not everybody is. And you can totally, we can totally integrate whatever you want. If you use, you know, dirt on your face, I'll, I'll make it work somehow. So yeah, I, I use Environ and Jax. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like, that's totally fine. I just feel like I have to stay true to the product, but like, I understand that's not realistic for people and there are a gazillion products out there, Um, but I can work basically everything. And even if you want to use a cleanser, I'll be like, yep, use your cleanser in the morning or whatever you want. I try and I see if, you know, you're open to it, but eventually you can get there. Yeah. I, I don't use a cleanser in the morning. I definitely like to have the natural oils that my that my skin is producing, like just stay there. I, but the thing is with pillowcases, like I wash them every week without fail, but every morning, every morning I took, like I'll do the toner on and it, there'll be dirt no matter what. There'll be something on my face from sleeping just on my side. Cause I'm a side sleeper. I try not to do it, but I'm a side. Yeah. So I, I, without fail have to use toner just, and it's just like, it's disgusting how much dirt comes off your face just from sleeping. But then it is crazy. Yeah. But then I'll do, it depends. Like I, I rarely use the mask. I know like the sec, like I brought it home one time and my sister borrowed it. And the second she used it, she's like, I just bought this. <laughs> Cause she was like, <laughs> obsessed with it. Obsessed Aww. with it. It's so good. Cause it just like, it does such a good job of sucking everything out without drying. You yeah. Out. 
Yeah, the the key thing is like the why it's different than most charcoal masks and clay masks is that it has a ingredient called organic lecithin in it and it basically is like a honey-like texture. So while you're getting all of those detoxing effects, you're also putting the hydration back in. So it's like this push-pull effect, which you don't get. Usually you just get this pull Right. And it pulls out and detoxes. But this one actually pushes back in. So it's like a mini facial, essentially. Yeah, it's it's definitely amazing. Um, okay, what would you say, if there's any skincare ingredients that we should stay away from or trends that we should stay away from, what would you say? So there's establishments <laughs> that do a really good job. I really like Credo. Um, Credo's in Boston. Um but they're kind of all over now. They have a credo in which they say that, you know, they've tested and tried all of these products that, so I trust them. If you don't want to do the due diligence yourself, just have a, like a brick and mortar place or spot do it for you. So credo, for example, like Folene is great for that. A lot of places are really picking up on this whole trend. And usually if you see a, couple of standout stars of the big you know clean beauty products can usually trust that you know they're doing like pretty good job but at the end of the day like you really have to be your own advocate it's like the food industry you really have to be checking the labels yourself in terms of ingredients like I could go on and on most likely it's going to be a preservative of some sort um that's really bad and um yeah, that's probably, probably it. I mean, just all of the big brands like Neutrogena, L'Oreal, I mean, they're just, I would just stay completely away from. Okay, I would so definitely like say like spend, yeah, drugstore is really tough. They're, they're trying to like infiltrate like clean beauty, but it's just like, it's just not the same. And like, who knows, you know, when you buy products off Amazon or these big, you know, department stores that you're actually getting a genuine product. Um, I've heard that in like the hair care industry that it can be like a little bit diluted or, you know, have fillers in it. So you just like, when you buy it from the source, you know exactly what you're getting and it's just better to buy small anyways, especially now. But yeah, yeah, I I agree. I agree for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. I like Folian. Um, they have a lot of, or they have all clean beauty right? That's their thing? Yeah, it's they're, they're completely non-toxic. I actually used to work there. <laughs> oh, when I was on, on Charles Street? Yeah, I was on Charles Street and in the South End. Um, oh. That was one of my first, like, my second jobs in the city. I worked at a salon and wow. I worked at Full Lane for a little bit and I also taught makeup and aesthetics all at the same time. I was like all in the beauty industry. Yeah, <laughs> That's how I, I got know. my experience faster than like anybody because I just like completely immersed myself in retail, teaching, education, and in clients. Yeah, I, I honestly don't, I look back to like four years ago and I'm like, where did I have the time? Where did I have the energy? Where did I, right? have, where was the drive? <laughs> I, I don't know. I honestly don't. I have no idea. I'm like a sloth now. I, know. <laughs> I think I used all my energy when I was 18. <laughs> I know, me too. Okay, I know you're you're a Boston gal. Let's do favorite place to grab happy hour in Boston, favorite place for dinner in Boston. Oh my God, this is going to make me cry. <laughs> happy hour with the happy hours at my house. 
taped three three taped nips together (laughs) poured into a glass (laughs) three nips together for you that's happy hour um I don't think I ever did happy hour because I'm not the nine to five crowd I don't even Mm. know what that is I feel like I I start drinking I mean I'm with like the entrepreneurs that like have to start drinking at like 1 p.m (laughs) um that's fair my favorite like date spot I mean I love anywhere in the south end like super cozy metropolis butcher shop Barcelona for brunch Mm. you can find me there like almost every weekend (laughs) I love no joke every weekend sometimes twice um have you been to Mita well is Mita technically south end it is South End. I, I, I haven't been. I've heard really good things. Um, Mita and Alona, I love. SRV. Mm-hmm. Honestly, South End, you cannot go wrong. You can't go wrong. Back Bay, you can go wrong. <laughs> it's, like very, it's very tough. Back Bay is really difficult because I feel like it's just Back Bay. You can open up anything and it just like sustains itself because of tourists. Right. Um, but yeah, but then I love like my like the high end restaurants. I'll just like ball out sometimes. Sometimes you just need a good fancy dinner. Mm-hmm. And I love Sorlina and Ostra. Those are my go to to oh, get okay. dressed up and be, you know, drink a martini and just, you know, be fancy for a day. <laughs> so you are like strictly in your neighborhood. You like don't oh, go yeah. to the seaport oh, really? or anything. <laughs> seaport, not really. I like Lola. Um Yeah, Lola's good. I used to frequent there pre-pandemic. Um, Woods Hill is really good. Oh, I've never even heard of it. It's a little stuffy. I don't know. I feel like you'd, like, meet the parents there. But, like, it's okay. good food. <laughs> I don't know. It's a Woods, little not – it's not really – heard of that. Yeah, it's new. It's the old um, – it's on the Pier 4. Um, it's new. Okay. How's it check it out? But good food. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really venture off. Yeah. Okay. What shows are you watching? Books are you reading? What are you consuming? Well, I started Shit's Creek. I was 25 years late <laughs> to Shit's Creek. I oh know everyone was telling me, you know, you're going to love it. And I'm not a sitcom person. I've never been. This is probably the first sitcom I've ever watched. I don't know. Is it a sitcom? It's not. Is- I mean, it's the anti-sitcom, but it technically would probably fall under the sitcom genre. Yeah. TV shows in general, I just don't watch. I watch movies and really that's it. And I watch documentaries um, and that's it. So for me to watch It's Greek, I think my boyfriend put it on and then I was like hooked. Um it's it's so it's just so good it's yeah I'm I'm obsessed with um the son I think he's hilarious so I I just and then the other characters started to grow on me so now I'm like really deep into Schitt's Creek but um I kind of save it because I don't want it to end what I'm reading I'm reading a book called The Golden Cage um is actually amazing it's this um it's basically everything I love they're very sexy it's honestly like 50 shades of gray but with like murder oh I definitely I'm into that I like yeah so it's it's really good um the golden cage by Camilla Lackberg is what I'm reading right now and I don't read and one night we were actually in Vermont and my boyfriend just picked this book off a shelf and he goes, I'm going to read this, and you're going to read this. And I'm like, okay, this is, like, my worst night. 
I'm like, okay, let's try this out. Like, let's read the first page. Humor me. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. And then I actually bought the book that night on Amazon. I've been reading it ever since. It's been like four months now. <laughs> I'm like a really slow reader. But <laughs> I am I am not a reader either. I, I read like nonfiction books and then I give them away to people who I think would like them. So I don't own any books, but I actually that's a lie. Right now I own a book about like eating and how it affects the brain and how you can eat to like cancel out arth- um, arthritis. Yeah, arthritis. Yeah, Alzheimer's. That's what I was t- going to say. But you can like yes. to, like help your brain. And yeah. like they did like tons of studies on it. So I, I'm reading a book on that. And then um, I'll probably give it to my dad. <laughs> and then <laughs> his brain is failing. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, He's actually taking sailing lessons this summer. I'm very proud of him. It's been really his lifelong dream, and he's doing it. So I'm happy. Oh, good for him. Yeah, I know. But I, but I read this summer. I went on a a vacation to the Outer Banks, and I read The Woman Mm. in Cabin Ten. But it's like a kind of like a murder mystery affair kind of book. I think you would like it. I read it in like two days, which was like, un- oh, I'd never read yeah, it. Yeah. But it was like, sure. those, like page turners that you're like, oh my God, this is addicting. So I think, yeah. you, I think you would like it. I, I posted a, a picture of it on Instagram and I got like 12 DMs from girls being like, this was the best book ever. So, and it was, okay. just, it was just at the Airbnb that I was at. So it was good. I'll try that. Okay. Pimp yourself out. What's that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Tell everyone where they can find you. All right. Well, you can find me on Instagram. Super active. You are active. Uh, at Jacqueline Gwelly is my personal account. And I have other ventures like House of Jacks. I do interior design work. Um, so that's at House of Jacks Interiors. And then I have Jack Skincare. And that's at Jack Skincare. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for being on. I hope that you're on again soon. And I hope everyone follows you at Jack Skincare because you are amazing and you are talented and you are chic as hell and (laughs) you're the best. Thank you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I love you too. Thanks everyone for listening. I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Millennial Project. Just because the podcast has ended doesn't mean the fun has to. Follow Danielle on Instagram at myfrienddanny and subscribe for a new podcast every Friday.